Welcome to the Imperfectly Perfect Campaign, sharing real-life stories from real people to unite them in global change for the face of mental health. We will also reduce the stigma, creating communication, healing, and awareness to save lives and inspire. Join us weekly as we talk to some of the highly acclaimed faces, influencers, experts, and others who have been through extreme adversity. All right, guys. So welcome to another episode of the Imperfectly Perfect podcast. And like every single week, I have the most inspiring, inspirational, and incredible guests. I do love the word incredible. I keep saying it, but today we've not got one, but two guests. So I'm going to break it down for you. I was lucky enough to be a guest on their podcast. Now, I want to start with talking about their podcast first, because what these two ladies have been doing is incredible, empowering people, sharing their stories, sharing their adversity to basically do what I'm doing and changing that narrative that vulnerability is a sign of strength. So Define, the podcast, it's a weekly podcast that explores the magical lives of individuals through personal interviews. Each guest offers a unique story of their journey from adversity to self-awareness, growth, and personally meaningful success. Weekly episodes are accompanied by a list of resources that offer the listener a deeper look into the subject focus. Together, we will build a conscious, kind, and inclusive community. Now, everybody's story is important. They do like to say this. We just need to listen. Together, we'll build a conscious, kind, and inclusive community. And I absolutely love that. But before I introduce, I want to give you a bit of a, a rundown on both of the ladies. So we've got Lindsay Vogel. Lives her message of success beyond adversity every day. Born in Maryland, Lindsay began her challenging journey at an early age. Diagnosed with Tourette's at age seven, leaving home at 15 and physically lost her voice at the age of 17. Lindsay's healing came with a powerful personal shift in awareness that setbacks can serve as a powerful motivator for growth. Her vision is to create a committed global community that embraces kindness, serves as a positive model for change and affords individuals the opportunity to imagine and realize freedom and true fulfillment beyond adversity. Julian Hagen, hopefully I've pronounced your last name right. Is that right? Please you do nailed that. it. That was the first oh. time, actually. <laughs> so, Julian Hagen has traveled a road from self-imposed expectations of perfection to navigating vulnerability and moving beyond fear. As a survivor of sexual abuse, Julian knew that she had to hide or either dig in. She dug in and became certified as an advocate for survivors. Shortly after, at a crucial point in her performing arts career, an improperly assessed endocrine tumor rapidly transformed both her body and personality into an unrecognizable other. And again, the choice was to hide or show up, to reside in darkness and shame or forge a singular path towards the next possibility. The lesson so far, you are not alone, your journey is your own, and sometimes the only thing you can do is show up, and that's okay. So first and foremost, guys, welcome to the show. Hi. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you so much. I mean, everything sounds so much better when you say it. I was like, <laughs> oh, wow, we're doing I, I, that? Uh, we, we judge ourselves, and when I hear my Yorkshire accent, I'm kind of, <laughs> I love talking to you guys, American. I think you sound so good. Anyway, <laughs> that aside... Most people say the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> you both come you. incredible stories and over, overcome adversities, each in your own right. But I want to know, first of all, we've all got this synergy of this collective consciousness to really enable and serve others with what we've gone through and turn it to a positive. Where did you guys meet and where did the idea before, behind Define come about? Oh, man, honestly, us. Bet on Craigslist. 
<laughs> so Lindsay, Lindsay's the prankster. That's yep. why I love her. <laughs> we actually, that, that falls into it because we actually met, it's pretty kismet. We met at Second City, which is a, which is an improv group that's in Hollywood. And we were in the same class and we were both, I don't know, we were both like intimidated by each other, actually. We were like, I don't know if I want to talk to her. I don't know if I want to talk to her. Well, she looked like Anne Hathaway. So I was super intimidated, but I knew that I wanted to be her friend because I really wanted a friend that looked like Anne Hathaway. So, um, so yeah. yeah, so we started chit-chatting and we ended up walking to class one day and Lindsay started sharing some of her path, you know, and talking about losing her voice. And then I started sharing my path and, and our love of neuroscience and psychology and trying to find um, positivity, everything, and positive psychology, which is a subject that we're both fascinated with, and it just kind of grew, grew into a concept from there. But without that walk, I don't know if it would have happened, honestly. Well, you know what? There's no, there's no such thing as a coincidence. Now, there's yeah. serendipity. You guys, and look what you've come and what you've produced, and you've had some incredible guests. And and you talk about positive psychology there. You both know Rob Mack. You've had him as a guest, and he's yes. a good friend of mine. And everybody just being brought together just to be of service to other people. But with your podcast, we'll go into your individual stories, but in terms of your podcast, the premise behind it, I absolutely love your mission and where you want to take it. How, how do you see it? Like what's the response been to it? Lynn, do you want to take this one? Sure. Uh, well, the, the full vision of Defined is really to, you know, like you mentioned, Glenn, in the, in the about on the description of Defined is to create a conscious, kind, and inclusive community. And, you know, it, it, it stems from, I mean, for me, what holds, what I'm very passionate about is because I did lose my voice physically for two years. And I think it, it you know, people take things for granted until they lose it you know, and, and then we're like, oh, crap, shoulda, woulda, coulda. But that's the, that's the problem. We, it, we don't want it to get to that point. And so I think it's extremely important for people to be able to share their voices. And everyone has a story, which is why we say everyone has a story. We just need to listen because a lot of people don't take the time to listen to people's stories. And Defined was created on the premise of helping people and, and helping them share their voices and know that their voices are important and lift, lifting them into a higher vibrational frequency and to connect, connect individuals, you know, such as yourself, uh, in a very synergistic relationship. So we're all, uh, intertwined to be able to grow as a, as a conscious community. Yeah. And one of the first things when Lindsay came to me with this, Hey, I have this crazy idea. Let's try it. Um, it, one of the first things she said was wanting to, that she wanted to create something that basically presented people in a way that someone could be watching and be like, wow, I am going through that exact same thing. And they were able to go through it. I can do this and look to that and find the resources and find the inspiration to keep going. Because we've all had those moments where we think that we're the only one, no one's there to listen, we're completely alone. And that's just, that's not true. And we need to build each other up in that way and really understand that we can help people. Like our stories are extraordinary. Everyone's extraordinary. Well, that's what I mean. Don't you think yeah. these days it, it really is coming more to fruition that showing your vulnerability is a strength. There's a lot of people yes. still there with the mentality of it's a sign of weakness, especially with guys. But the more prevalent yes. 
Mm. influential men are coming forward and going no actually I struggle with this I struggle with that and I suppose that's where I was trying to go with and and still do sorry with the campaign and and kind of in synergy with you guys what you do that story Mm. thing what I love hearing there was that well there's two things that I loved hearing one about how you felt intimidated by each other first until you got to listen actively listen to each other's story and realize there's such a commonality there that is a wall that we need breaking down. So I think that's amazing. And secondly, when you start talking about you guys speaking with neuroscientists, that is something that mm. I also do because I think there's a place, what you've created, what I've created, and this synergy is that we need to be working more on the preliminary measures so people feel they've got a tribe or a community, like you say, before it gets to that point. like. So I suppose, Julian, with you studying psychology, what have you learned from from studying and then speaking with neuroscientists, um, that intertwined link that is becoming more prevalent, I suppose? Um, Honestly, mostly what I found, and I also take it from just the real world experience. I think everyone says like you study psychology because you're fascinated with human beings, but also trying to find find yourself in it. Um, And I, I absolutely love talking with Rob Mack. I mean, we always, we always bring him up because of his interest in positive psychology and how it's so important to take the small practices in life, such as practicing gratitude, um, and how much of a difference that can truly make. And the fact of when you have that, you know, I don't know, the, the community that we have, and I know you talk, you know, the stigma basically against mental health. And when you have others that are speaking up and you can find that commonality, like speaking up and being vulnerable is absolutely terrifying. Mm. I completely understand that. It is, it is horribly terrifying. And I'm like even shaking right now. I'm like, oh, I'm talking <laughs> about this stuff. Um, and there's this fantastic film, actually a documentary that came out a few years ago that was The Mask. I think it's The Mask We Live In. And it talks yeah. about what you were just saying about men and young men growing up and having this I mean, we have this like desensitization to violence that we have, but then we also have this shame that we feel around our emotions. And we have these words such as, oh, you're sensitive or you're overdramatic. And it's just, that's not true. We're valid in all our, all of our emotions. And so from that psychology and positive psychology and, and kind of integrating, of course, all the stuff you go over in a textbook, it's really just being like, you are allowed to have feelings. You're completely validated in any of the feelings that you are having right now. Um, I hope that makes sense. Yeah. What yeah. on that was with both of you and attesting to both mm-hmm. of your stories, if you're happy to share part of those stories from that moment, obviously, Lindsay, when you lost your voice and found your voice to coming out with your story and Julian there, you even said it, it was scary. But for example, if somebody is listening to this episode and is kind of tiltering on wanting to say it, but feeling, what was it like? when you actually, because I speak about it often, it's like elation when you do it. What was it individually yeah. like for you both when you finally let it out? I think Lindsay, Lindsay, so Lindsay <laughs> she just recorded, she just recorded her podcast. So, and I know, so Lindsay, please talk, talk about it because we've had so many great conversations about it. <laughs> well, <sighs> hmm. I have like a box of tissues next to me. Let's hope I don't use them. Um, but it's okay to use them. It's okay. Um, sharing my story was definitely, uh, I'm a very private person and I keep my, uh, my personal life 
you know, I share bits and pieces of my, of my personal life. And I think the most, that's what happened on my podcast. Uh, I think the most vulnerable most vulnerable parts was fear of judgment because I was so falsely labeled in the system and it had nothing to do with me as an individual. And so I still, and I still do sometimes hold on to this uh, facade of I guess it's not really a facade. It's, I still hold on to the, who do you see me as? If someone says something that triggers something from my past, and this is, you know, this is human, human brains is just the way that humans work, you know, in our sensory nerves, everything we see, we hear, we touch, we feel as, as children is still implanted in our, in our, in our DNA you know, with neuroplasticity, which I study um, and I'm very fond of is it's about reprogramming your brain. And I consciously work very hard to, you know, go into the deep roots of the onion and appeal, open the onion. And I think the most challenging part was to really reach that core of, you know, I was okay with my story and I'm okay with what happened because it what made me who I was. And I'm very grateful for everything I went through. And honestly, I wouldn't change anything because it made me who I am today. And I'm very grateful. But I think the most challenging part was opening up and sharing my full story in which I was so still quote unquote ashamed to talk about because it wasn't my story if that makes sense, it was other people's actions that placed me in places based on something they saw and written in a book in which it wasn't me at my core. And so the judgment on the exterior was way more um, falsified or facade, I don't think a facade is the right word, but that's not even a word, but that's Lindsay Dictionary. <laughs> so, um, you know, the, the exterior was a big facade. And then internal, I was just screaming, ah, you don't even know who I am. And so I think the most difficult part to share my story was digging deep into the deep root of the onion and being like, okay, the core, I know who I am at the core. And I am choosing not to allow all the extra pieces of the onion to define who I am as an individual. Those were just parts and, and experiences that I, as a human, had to experience on this, you know, on this earth and, and consciously make that decision. Does that answer your question? I know that's was kind of a... <laughs> yeah, no, it was perfect. Um... But I would just say to that, toward, towards the end of it, when you finally, like with the onion analogy and peeling, you know your inner self. Where have you got to with yourself these days in terms of that external facade and how you feel about sharing your story and just coming from a place of truth and vulnerability? Mm -hmm. I, had, I had to accept everything that happened to me and I had to 
really dig deep and forgive for myself everything that happened. And it's not for, you know, a lot of people think forgiving, you have to physically say it's the, to the individuals or, you know, whom, whomever, you know, has taken actions upon you specifically. I had to forgive for myself because holding on to everything that occurred, I, it just became exhausting having a, you know, being a victim. And, and when I lost my voice, I had, you know, I lost my voice physically for two years. And when I was diagnosed with, I was diagnosed with spasmodic dystonia when I was 17, I woke up, I was, you know, top 10 in my choir and I woke up one morning and I couldn't talk. And over, over the years, you know, studying neuroscience and neuropsychology, I had kind of, I had an epiphany of when I grew up, I always said to myself and I, I felt like I didn't have a voice. So the manifestation of, and the ripple effect of me, this is just my belief systems of me saying, I don't have a voice. I don't have a voice. I feel like I'm not being heard. Our bodies react in, you know, wild, fascinating ways. And I honestly, truly feel that I lost my voice because I stayed, I, I created those cells in my body telling myself so many years that I didn't have voice and I wasn't hurt. And until I recognized that and during the process of, you know, throughout two years of having a lot of time to listen and hear and, and, and take accountability for myself and not being a victim with everything that happened, that was when I decided that really is just exhausting and I had to unpeel the onion from the exterior layer to really get into the, you know, the root of the issue and take accountability for everything that occurred, for, for my emotions and reactions, um, and be okay with everything. And now where I am, you know, it, it was very difficult for me to share my story because every, you know, I don't share that the much, as much as I did on my podcast. But, you know, I know my story in my body and in my head and, you know, I've shared it with some friends, but I think the most vulnerable part was to share it to such a broader audience. And I did write it in a book. I did publish a book a couple of years back called To Be Continued. And I didn't actually promote the book because I didn't want people to hear my story. And in the back of the book, you know, is my bio. And I, I you know, I said to myself, well, whoever reads the book is, you know, whoever gets access to the book, that means that it's just for them. But I didn't promote it because I was still so fearful and so judgmental on myself on how, what people will think about my story versus now, well, I have to share my story because, you know, exactly what the vision of Defined is to help people, you know, share their story and have their voices be heard. And for the show and, you know, for all just the brand of Defined to act as, act as a mentor to help other people and for people to look at, you know, whomever is on the, the podcast and be like, damn, because of you, I didn't give up or because, you know, you're going through that or because you surpass it. That's my current circumstance. That gives me hope and inspiration to know that I'm not alone. So I'm very grateful for my story and I have been able to open up and share it and I'm fully confident and, and, you know, centered in everything that I've been through and, and everything that's been, you know, quote unquote labeled to me. I know that's not me. I know that was just an exterior of the onion that didn't, like, I refuse it to reach the core of it because that's not the root of it. But I think it's Sorry, sorry. That oh, I, no, no. I think it, I think it's beautiful how you you explained it all and and how you've turned that adversity around and 
thank you for sharing it again because I know taking it from a level of a local support network that you feel comfortable with to then go on to do defined very similar to obviously my story and talking about my body dysmorphia and bringing that to this level same thing and then I'll move it to Julian what about yourself when you shared your story yeah well actually I want to add something to Lindsay's because as as a really best friend <laughs> um seeing seeing the nervousness sorry Lindsay I'm going to talk about you but seeing the nervousness beforehand and I mean there was you know we talked about it it's it's scary like Lindsay was scared and especially in that moment where we were doing that podcast and and the tears I just know it was beautiful from my side but I think Lindsay the feedback that you got like when it was right before the podcast was going to come out Lindsay was like oh my gosh like how's it gonna go how's it gonna go and just seeing the comments you know and of course life isn't based on comments but the people just saying like wow to hear your entire story and Lindsay I don't know if you want to add to anything but I know it was it was wonderful to watch as your friend because the onion turned into a flower <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you so much. I'm I'm so incredibly grateful for for I mean for you, Julie. It, uh, and I say all the time, if it wasn't for Julie, defined wouldn't be anything. De Julie is like my my right arm. I mean, and I'm a righty, so <laughs> she's a, she's part of my phalanges. Um, but <laughs> seriously, I'm I'm just I'm so grateful and and honored to have you know, you as a friend and um, to be a, a co-host and on Defined and just my, my anchor, you know, to really help push me to be the best version of myself always. And Glenn, I'm so honored that you were able to hop on to Defined as well and share your story and be vulnerable and, and open up as well. And I'm so grateful to be on this podcast as well. And, you know, I'm, I'm so honored and, and grateful. So thank you. And that means so much, Julie, that you said that. Thank you. Of course. Yeah. And the honor's all mine for coming on yours and getting you guys on because I think both of your stories are amazing and more people need to hear them. And like you say, comments aren't everything, but when you can touch somebody else and let them know that it's okay not to be okay and you might just save someone's life, then amazing. But with yourself, Julia, um, what about you? Yeah, I actually... The great thing about this partnership is Lindsay's the one that's like, just, just do it, just do it. And I'm kind of the one that sits back a little bit more reserved. <laughs> and I actually feel like this defined right now is currently pushing me to share my story. So there's been bits of pieces that my, of my story that I've shared. Like for example, when after my assault, um, when I made the choice then to become an advocate, I would share my story with those that were close to me. Um, just being with, you know, I've been through an experience similar, never exactly the same, but I've been through something similar so I can relate in the way of like providing just sort of a comfortable relationship where people feel free to speak. And then when it comes to the medical side and the Cushing's that I was diagnosed with, that's still a story in all honesty that I still feel a lot of shame and I feel very alone about. And so it's, I've certainly been able to share it with my my close-knit circle but right now I'm, I'm currently in the journey which is exciting for me and also terrifying I'm in that journey to to pushing myself to share it on defined and it's it's an interesting journey and, and that's why I love each week doing a podcast because I see so many such brave individuals coming onto the show and being so vulnerable that it's like each day I'm, I'm a little bit closer I'm the 
the work in progress. <laughs> Wait, can I just ask you there, now yeah. you are seeing yourself stepping up a little bit in terms of sharing mm -hmm. your story, how does it make you feel internally that you, you, you're growing? Yeah, it, honestly, it makes me feel, it makes me feel great. And it, great and an acceptance of myself as well, that I don't need to sit in shame. Um, and my intent, especially with the Cushings, is to be able to provide support for others because actually the, the way that I felt heard when I was going through that medical diagnosis is I went, I went on the internet and there was this wonderful woman, Marion, who posted about Cushings and her experience and I read it and I immediately was in tears. And I don't, I cry. But to really hit deep like that, it was, I remember my mom coming in and just being like, oh my gosh, what's wrong? And I, I said to her, I was like, I finally feel understood and I feel like I'm not alone. And that experience of someone not doing that for me, but that happening with someone else made me think, okay, this is something that I need to push myself to do in the future. Because, you know, as we said, yeah, just one person reads my experience and can be like, okay. I'm not alone. These are, these are the steps that she took. This is what she was feeling like. This is okay where I'm at right now. I'm on my own journey. Like that's what I want to be able to do. So that sense of, that sense of relief and self-acceptance at the same time of the being vulnerable is really, it's interesting. It's interesting. It's, it's such an, an up and down, but on an upward trajectory, if that makes sense. But wouldn't you say in a sense, it's, it's part of your recovery? Yes, so certainly. Anybody out there that's certainly. listening, this is what I like to say to people. Like, mm -hmm. We're on different parts of the world. We're coming together. And it is so yeah. easy just to open up and share our story. And it doesn't make, there's no judgment. There's no, and it's just this, I think we're so isolated, even though the world's so <laughs> brought together through social media, but we're right. so isolated. And we, it, it's so funny I say, because when I was going through my struggles and I used to sat there alone in my thoughts and they would build up and build up. And I was like, Nobody knows what I'm going through. Nobody understands. And like you say, those comments, sometimes on some of the posts that I put out and people go, I've found my tribe. I've found my community. And it's just that one person I always say to people, go and talk to somebody, whether it's a friend or a professional, share your story with them. And it's like, a, it, it, it's that start of your journey for yourself. I know it was for me. It's like a, it's like a weight off your shoulders and you're just going, yes. And the first time I know one of you, sorry, um, one of you said you wrote it, um, your story. It was you, Lindsay. So mm -hmm. um, I did it on my blog when I first started my website. I wrote Body Dysmorphia and I shared it on my personal pages. I think for me, it was more scary to do it on my personal pages than it was to complete strangers. Even though I've taken something big, I was like, oh, yeah. kind of they don't know me, whereas my personal ones, they've seen everything. So when I shared it, the response, I got so many messages going, Glenn, I didn't know there was a name for it, but I think I got that as well. Or I think I got that. And, oh, I was just reading wow. your words. So powerful. So those people, Lindsay, that did read the story, are those some of the sort of things that you were getting back in terms of feedback as well, that they just saw themselves? Like, Julian, you said you, you sat there in tears reading Marianne's and you'd found your, your connection there. Uh, well, the, yes, it was. And, and mainly what's interesting is mainly it was my family that didn't know what I went through because I left my house when I was 15. Mm. So what, what is interesting about writing my story too, is when I was in boarding school, 
Um, I was uh, falsely placed in a therapeutic boarding school that was actually shut down because it was extremely abusive. Um, it was actually one of the CEDU schools. I don't know if anyone's seen the Paris Hilton documentary, but uh, I went to one of those schools. Um, and they, if you talk back or if you did anything that was, they just didn't like, if you talked to people too long, they would put you on talking bans because they thought that you were conspiring against you're running away or something. It was, wow. you know, so um, they would force us to go in the corner, face the wall and write down our story. So I wrote down my life story so many times because I'm not one to shut up. Um, and when I lost my voice, you know, shocker. Um, so <laughs> now I talk so much now, make up for lost times. Um, but it, it was interesting because writing, writing down my story, I probably had 50 times I wrote down my life story, but it didn't actually sink in because it was just forced to write something down because I was told to stop talking. So it just writes things out or I was forced to, you know, it wasn't, it's like, it wasn't consensual to write my story and sit in my truth. So when I wrote my actual story, very similarly, I actually heard it. And that's when my story hit me. But then when someone else read it, and I got the feedback, that's when it really hit me of, wow, I, this is my purpose. My purpose is to share my story. I have to, you know, you don't, the last thing you want to do is God forbid, you know, be on your deathbed and be like, oh, damn, shoulda, woulda, coulda, you know, and that's just how I have chosen to live my life. Don't live in fear. You know, this year I've been conquering everything I'm afraid of. I jumped out of an airplane a couple weeks ago you know, because, but, but fear is so deep rooted. It is so, it is so real. Fear is so real. But when you're able to jump out of, you know, no, no pun intended, jump out of that airplane or, you know, share, share that story. Like you said, Glenn, it really is a, oh, it's a breath of fresh air because you're able to release. You're able to just let go and know that it's not about you. It's about other people and it's about other people hearing your story and being able to change their life and like you said you could save a life mm -hmm. i think it's the ownership as well um i know that you know especially with some of the experiences that i've had when it's actually come to that moment where you say it out loud mm. and not in a way because i feel like there's two ways that you can tell a story and maybe this might be no, probably someone else is feeling this right now. Um, there's kind of this desensitized robotic way that you can tell a story where you're like, okay, this happened to me. Here's the facts. I'm going to lay it down. And then there's the way that you can tell a story where you really own it in your own reality, where you, where you feel it. And I think that's where the magic comes, where you're, you're owning yourself. You're realizing that you did go through it. You're feeling the emotions and you're being like, I'm, I'm okay with that. Not accepting, obviously, that that happened to you, but accepting that it's it's part of you in a beautiful way, and it brought you to where you are today. And that's you know that's what's imperfectly there. You go. That's what's imperfectly perfect about you. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's so. That, well yeah. That's one of my questions to you both. I always ask mm -hmm. the guests, "What does it mean to be imperfectly perfect for you?" Julie, please go ahead. <laughs> me? Oh. Let me count the ways. 
imperfectly perfect to me. I, the thing about, okay, so I'm trying to even like organize my thoughts right now. I have a lot of anxiety and I know that in, when you look at, you know, you look at the ideal person, the really boring person who's like calm all the time and has everything figured out and you know, like take a cookie cutter. Anything that's different from that, I would consider to be imperfectly perfect. So I have insane anxiety. I have so many things wrong with me, but that's okay because that's what makes me unique human. My anxiety is what, from that experience, Lindsay can talk to me about anything and that's, that's okay. And I'll listen to it and I will not judge. And I don't know, there's so, does that make sense? It does. I also judge myself. Well, I think we that's all, me. it's funny because I had this conversation with a lady and, and just uh-huh. to, diverge a little bit she she sent me a message on linkedin platform so a uh-huh. platform and i've as i always say disrupting corporate silence and people have really taken to it it's like a, a weight loaded off they're going oh my god someone's finally talking about it in corporate so i've done it and i obviously do coaching on the side and i put some videos up and this woman i did a funny video i'll have to send it to you this woman sent me a nice message and it was really nice. And she said, she's coming off socials a bit. She needs to do a bit of work. And she resonated with a video on mine talking about suppressed emotions and inner child work that we have to try and work on to yes. see what's going on with us. And she said, but the thing with me is she was like, sometimes I notice that when you're doing your videos, you always sit a certain way. She was like, see so your shoulders to the front. So that could put a barrier up. And I was like, oh, thank you for the observation. I was like, it's actually just comfortable for me. Like, I, I, it's, I, I don't think too much about it, to be honest with you. And then she said, and also what I tend to notice with other people, and I always tell them, is sometimes they make grammatical errors or the spelling's incorrect. And you know what I said, attesting to what you kind of, you pull yourself up. I said, the human condition, we're always there to judge. So imperfectly perfect is about ex- exploring your flaws and just letting them out. Because I said to this woman, which turned her mindset around, because I said, where has that come from deep in you that that is like running fingernails down a chalkboard, she said to me, when she sees someone's grammatical errors. I said, but look at the commonality between some of the most successful people in the world, Richard Branson, dyslexic, Gary Vaynerchuk, he runs one of the most successful businesses. His spelling is audio. It's not perfect. I said, there's something in you there that every time you see it, you pick up on. Can I ask you as a child, was you congratulated every time you did something perfect? And if you didn't, were you chastised or anything like that? And she said, I was actually. So we turned that conversation around and I was like, and this is the thing, people fear judgment and the fear. And if I can explain something like that to them and go, you know what? People are going to judge whether good or bad because it's a human condition. It's about being mindful. So like that woman, or when you're judging yourself harshly, I'm thinking, what are people going to think? Really, I always say, implore, just get into your flaws. And I'm very much like you, Lindsay, in respect of, I'm just like, do it. Like everything about this campaign, people are like, people are like, oh, is there not a team behind this? At the beginning, I'm like, no, it was me. I was like, garage band, laptop, here you <laughs> right. go. I was like, I have no idea. Yep. Just do it. So just do you, it, right? <laughs> yeah. So are you, oh, first of all, before I, I, I go on, Lindsay, what does Imperfectly Perfect mean to you? Me. 
<laughs> I love it. <laughs> Simple, sweet ass. Yep. <laughs> well, you're, you're embracing. <laughs> just I wouldn't, Lindsay, I wouldn't love you if you were perfect. How's that? <laughs> <laughs> I love Perfectionist. you Oh, I love you. Thank you. I mean, perfection is... The thing is, you know, I've met, I've met, I've met a lot of people that have a very cookie cutter life. There's always still something, you know, there's always still something. No one's has lived a, you know, you may, this is where judgment comes in. You see someone and in America, everything is based on is money and very visually material, you know, appeasing. Um, and you know, we judge a book, like I, you know, I mentioned the, you know, the podcast that, uh, the defined podcast that you were on, uh, Glenn was, you know, we judge a book by its cover, but a lot of people don't take the time to read the entire cover, you know, to read, you know, not even half the back of the book, you know, we may skim the back of the book, but it doesn't really sink in. And we are so drawn to people who are most relatable to us. And for us, you know, all three of us, we're, we're drawn to people who have similar stories like us because that is, our, we're all so imperfectly perfect in such a perfect way. And the people who we may think is perfect, quote unquote, is all drawn to, are all drawn to one another because that's their imperfectly perfect, you know, group. And so, you know, nothing, one of the reasons why I absolutely love this campaign is Everyone has their little, you know, jazz to them. Everyone has their sparkle. <laughs> it's true. And he's going to kill me for this because I always say it. <laughs> Even the first day that I was interviewed by Robin, who walked in. <laughs> and I'm going, whoa, this. He's perfect. <laughs> he looked perfect. He was like chiseled. Right. I'm like, okay, he's got it going on, this, <laughs> this guy. You're like, you sparkle. Yeah. And then afterwards, like, <laughs> you guys, when he just came up and he, he was like, this is my story. So like, like you two, when you, when you first met each other and you were intimidated and now like, look at your best of friends. And I think it's yes. just breaking those barriers, but I'll say Julianne from Lindsay's just do it attitude. Have you learned? Are you oh learning? my gosh. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's yeah. Going back to defined. I actually did not post that I was even doing a podcast on my personal page. At all. I told Lindsay, I was like, I'm going to wait till we have 50 downloads. Like just there, I set all these milestones for myself. And then Lindsay kind of just being like, okay, like I support you. And then we had a conversation just clicked. I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. Like, I'm just going to do it. And I remember posting and I put in, I was like, are we eloquent? No. Are we perfect? No. Are we trying? Yes. (laughs) And that's how I shared it. And it's been so refreshing to kind of fly by the seat of my pants sometime inspired by Lindsay because so much comes from it and I I there's great book um Year of Yes by Shonda Rhimes and I used to say no to everything out of fear and then I read this book and I decided at that point moving forward I was going to say yes to every single opportunity and it has been the best thing that I have ever done it's been the most terrifying thing but the best thing I've ever done because the opportunities that come out of it and that's what's great about Lindsay is she's like okay we're gonna do this and I can't say no so <laughs> <laughs> and look where you are now yep. I think and look, exactly i think that's important for anyone to listen to what you guys have done what i've done what other people have gone on to do that is your story right there like yeah. the thing that people may be drawn to me is that 
I just did it one guy. What you two did, you've just done it. Yes, you're a bit more reserved, Julianne, you're learning. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think, they always say, and I always use the kind of going back to, everyone waits for the perfect time to have a baby. There's never a bloody perfect no time perfect for a baby. Time. And yeah. everything else. And I always say, even when it comes to business, when it comes to whatever, I'm like, it takes one person to see what you've produced or done. And those opportunities might come in because it might resonate with that one person. So for you there, I'm glad you've kind of changed because if you wait for 50 downloads, you might have got 50 downloads off friends. Right. But then yeah. you know, I always say this whole campaign, I'm very grateful, has been made up and resonated with strangers rather than my personal network. And it is always going to be strangers that connect with the person that resonates with them. So it, it and that does feel awkward because you're kind of like, so when somebody or a big name promotes a lipstick, all your friends and family share it. <laughs> and then when you're trying, <laughs> trying to build something about like, mm. an initiative and it's just like, yeah. go on, Glenn. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, no. yeah. Yeah. But, um, What's next for you guys with, with Defined and in, individually and where people can find you? Yeah, well, you can find us at Defined Podcast on Instagram. Um, and really, so like Defined, it started actually as a concept for a TV show and it is still being created and revised at the moment, which is what happened with podcasts because thanks to the world pandemic, we wanted to keep the project going. Yes. So we have the podcast that we're going to keep going. We post every single Monday, our podcast. We also post resources throughout the week. And then we stay tuned, have a TV show that is in the works that one day we are hoping will become a nonprofit and be able to provide some events where we're bringing together all of our guests uh, so they can meet each other face to face when the yes. day comes. That is good. Yes. Liz, do you want to add anything? Yeah. Um, well, defined defined is a movement, you know. Define yeah. defined is a is a platform. So just like what Julie mentioned, you know, it started off as a TV show, and you know, due to COVID, um, you know, we're not willing to 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 stop and just wait for things to happen. So we jumped in and we're like, let's just go to step two because we had you know written down, uh, you know, TV show, podcast, app, and nonprofit. And so we just hopped right into the podcast, which I'm super grateful that we're able to do. And, uh, you know, like Julie said, we're in the middle of uh, revising the podcast. And then after we will have the show picked up um, and we won't stop until it's picked up. And then our uh, app and nonprofit and really just to build, you know, a conscious and kind and inclusive community. And um, if people, when people do go on our Instagram, there's a link to our website, which then you can see all a list of uh, platforms on where to hear the podcast, such as iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, CastBox, et cetera. So that is where you can find to find podcasts, where you can hear the amazing Glenn as well. <laughs> Um, well, I will put all the links up and everything to this podcast when it airs, guys. But for anybody out there listening, you can find this episode along with all the latest episodes on Spotify or iHeartRadio. Soon to be iTunes, guys. I'm having issues with iTunes at the minute. I must oh, say, really? oh, I'm trying to do so much with it. And I'm just like, <laughs> what? I'm like. <laughs> it, took us a, it took us a couple of weeks to get on there. Oh, well, mine kept on coming up. I'm uploading it. It said an error, but didn't tell me what the actual error was. So I went through Apple and they said, oh, we see what you mean. We're going to have to pass it on to technical then. Anyway, 
it'll be out there soon. Someday. Yes, it will. <laughs> I'll have my TV show before that comes out, bloody hell. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you can find it on Spotify. But I just want to say on behalf of the campaign, on behalf of me, on behalf of everybody that you're doing things for, guys, thank you very much. And thank you for being a part of the show and the campaign. Thank you. Thank Glenn. you so much. To find out more about the Imperfectly Perfect campaign and how you can get involved, simply head to our official website at imperfectlyperfectcampaign.org or email us today at info at imperfectlyperfectcampaign.org to speak to one of the team. The Imperfectly Perfect campaign is creating awareness and is not a substitute for professional advice. Should you need help, please refer to your nearest crisis number.